This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. It all started when a social media influencer, Senya Wahlberg, shared a post that sent shockwaves through Israeli social media. Known for his capitalistic and libertarian perspective on politics, Senya took an unexpected turn by critiquing Netanyahu's right-wing government and its controversial judicial reform proposal. What made this critique even more intriguing was that it originated from the right side of the spectrum rather than the expected left. Today, we're diving deep into Senya's thought-provoking post and the unique perspective it brings. Senya Wahlberg's journey in the public eye has been a fascinating one. Many young Israelis remember him as one of the pioneers who brought the controversial seduction art courses to Israel, providing advice to men on matters of the heart and attraction. But life has taken Senya down diverse paths since then. He's evolved into a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. Alongside his wife, Masha, he's created a groundbreaking invention named Anabella, a versatile milk suction device designed for mothers aimed to be the ultimate solution in its domain. Senya is also the author of two bestsellers in Hebrew, Why Do Women Like Men? And That's How You Will Make Him Think Only About You. Senya also was involved in several political campaigns throughout the years, uh, including Lieberman's, Bennett's, Moshe Kachlons and Moshe Feiglins. Today, we're privileged to have Senya join us on the podcast. We'll explore not only his intriguing career journey and the evolution of his perspectives, but also his take on current affairs that has caused ripples across Israel's Facebook sphere. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Hi. Thank you for inviting. Hi. So why do women like men? I have to know. Before I we... think it's just a headline to get a people interested in the book and I couldn't write how to pick up women because then men would be embarrassed to buy it from the store so uh, I had okay. to find a, a headline which won't be so uh, transparent okay and That's, <laughs> it's, all, it's not not entirely not embarrassing to buy a book called women why do women like men uh, yeah but I had to leave something for the you know <laughs> uh, something in the headline and it worked it was a bestseller from the first week so nice so why do like what what is the book about Actually, it's more about self-coaching. I mean, how to uh, how to get gain more confidence and how to uh, work on yourself, uh, how to find what you want, uh, how to get into a relationship that will last. Uh, and uh, main, mainly, a lot of uh, coaching, self-coaching, and confidence. And what led you to to write it? I had a blog. Uh, the most popular blog in Israel for several years, years uh, and um, I was writing a script. I had a dream of becoming a, um, a director in Hollywood uh, one day, uh, and I started writing scripts, and I wanted to write a comedy about how to pick up men and women, because I knew that would be something people will watch, because everybody is interested in that. And when I started writing this comedy, I realized that I don't know what to write about. And so I started looking online, talking to people and found out about this seduction arts. And I said, oh, that's something interesting for the script. And when people started explaining to me how it works, it, it sounded kind of, I don't know, suspicious. But I decided to check it out. I mean, maybe it works. So I called uh, one of my uh, best friends, a girl, best friends. I wanted her perspective. 
And we started testing it on the street and it worked. And I was shocked that it works. I, I mean, women actually, I made them kiss me using those techniques. And uh, I started writing about it in the blog. What, just like a first encounter? Uh, what do you mean first encounter? Meaning like on the street, you would approach them and then I would you approach would kiss them, them? I would make them kiss me at first. That would, it's more challenging than kissing them. Uh, I wrote about it in the book. Okay. Uh, because I wanted something that would fit a movie, not just a guy kissing a girl. That's boring. I, I wrote something based on seduction arts that makes the woman kiss you after a certain routine because I wanted to, it to be in the movie. Wait, you, you got to tell us about it. How do you do that? It's not, that, it's not in a few moments. It's too late for you, brother. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but I'm interested. It's, well, it's interesting. It, it starts with building confidence and rapport. Then you challenge her to do something and then the challenges. Uh, grow ah, like challenge and, games yeah, it's it's it, it's not something i can explain in five minutes it takes a bit longer you can read the book if you like okay. <laughs> only in hebrew though you never translate i it. can tell you later it's 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 not that it's it's less difficult than you think okay people think it's very difficult in the beginning but it's more simple than you think but we're and talking about like more than a decade ago right more, more than a decade ago. yeah so today maybe it wouldn't work because tell Aviv girls it will are work it yes will work today still uh, girls now in Tel Aviv are like really aware for all the seduction artists and they're yeah, very... Well, they are aware for seduction artists if they're bad. If they're yeah. good, no. Right. Okay. If, if you're good, she's not supposed to notice that you're a seduction artist. Yeah, but if you approach girls in the street in Tel Aviv today, it, it, don't, don't you think it's a bit different th than 10 years ago? Maybe it's a bit different, but I'm sure that it's going to work. Okay. Maybe, maybe you'll use some of the wording or maybe some of the sentences you'll say will be a bit different but yeah it's, i think it's gonna work because it's i always hear from guys saying that in this place or in this place it's it's not the same mostly on western countries uh, with western culture it's basically more on the, more and less the same mm -hmm. israel by the way is not the easiest country i mean i've been through many countries even though the hardest one was turkey i think Okay. In Turkey, women are very unconfident in flirting with strangers. It's, I was shocked. I mean, I w even when I was just joking, they would like look at. What's me, the right? easiest country? The easiest. I don't know. Every every European country compared to Israel was easy to me. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm not sure which one is the easiest. Maybe so, to me it was Russia, but I'm Russian. Ah, okay. So I. I, I, I understand what they're saying, even when they don't know, I understand what they're saying because I don't look Russian. Okay. Was it just the book or you, you also uh, developed courses? I this? had courses. They made a lot of money because when I, when I wrote the book at first, I wanted to write the book uh, so that people would just read it and leave me alone with the questions. I mean, take it. The book has all the answers. And then I realized that people are still, some of them read the book and get results, but some of them need to be fed from a spoon. So I made the course. Uh, which actually does it and shows them videos of all that. And uh, I realized it's a, it's a great source of income. And when I started uh, learning marketing for myself, I actually learned all my marketing skills on my book and the course. Everything mm -hmm. I, I would learn, I would test on the book or test on the course. And that, that's how I, the first time in my life I started making a lot of money. And then I made a course for women because women were asking me, what about us? I mean, we want... We want you to teach us too, because we have the same problem. And also people from the bookstores uh, were telling me that 30% uh, of those who buy your book are women, because I had a chapter for women. Mm. So I realized there is a lot of crowd there and I made a course and a book for women too. And that was the book for women was a bigger success than the book for men on the long run. 
and the course for women was was less success than the course for men all i know about these i well there's two things i know all One that is, you know is from birth all i know for about you it's all natural. i know no all i know about these these uh the seduction arts in tel aviv is two things one is or not in tel aviv in general there's one there was the book the famous book in english like the games the game was magic called? bullets there are many books the game i think was the big one the, at the least game was the time. big one yeah and uh and i i think i read some of it but i remember it was like it, it was like a it was talked about and it was a big thing and the other thing is from my wife i don't use much for the game by the, by the way i read this book but i i think it's a lot of tricks which are kind of cheap to, at least to okay. me okay yeah um, cuz that's how i recalled it but the other thing yeah. is my 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 wife encountering like telling me uh, years after cuz obviously not anymore but um when she would walk around as a as a soldier in um in uh, Azrieli, yeah, she would get approached by a bunch of guys, and it would annoy the hell. Ev- out of eventually, her. the security got all the pickup coaches out of Azrieli, <laughs> and I and another one named Nicholas were the only one who were allowed to teach there. Because you seduced the security. No, because we weren't because we weren't annoying. <laughs> okay, well, we how so? We weren't we weren't harassing people. We we didn't intrude their personal space. Uh, we didn't ask. Uh, How do you approach someone without without? A, first mean, of all, you don't block their way of walking. Like I can't. Okay, because I can't remember up, the last time may, I ever approached a stranger in Israel. Ma- so many like, of those uh, students were yeah. just blocking the way the woman was walking, which is well, very intruding. Okay. We didn't. We never did that. Uh, we started talking. If she wants to keep walking, she can keep walking. With nobody blocks her. I always taught my students make her stop because she's interested, not because you force her or something. Uh, second, we were very nice to the to all the shoppers, to the 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 ladies who worked in the stores. So they liked us, and uh, we were friends with them. And they actually gave a lot of confidence pushes to our students. Uh, and I and I never let them uh, try to pick up uh, the women who work in Israeli because I said they're just working there. They're trying to sell you something, so don't do that. Uh, I I I specifically forbid them from talking to them. Mm-hmm. Only he- hi, hello, maybe yeah, but never try to seduce someone who's trying to sell you something, because she's not in it for for you your your stories. And that's why uh, I guess that's one of the reasons the security just allowed us to to keep doing it there. But they the the head of security specifically said that you, you and the the other my my partner are the only ones allowed here to teach. Mm. Okay. So let's okay. I think we can move on. <laughs> Although we could do a whole podcast about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not that interesting for people who are interested in politics. Right. Time. Right. Right. Or who are married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that will be surprised though. <laughs> yeah. That uh viral post for from like a month ago or something. Yeah. Why did you write it? And what did you write in it and why did you write it? Look, first of all, I don't agree that this government is right-winged. I think it's kind of leftist, especially on economics. It's very socialist. Uh, I don't agree to call them right-wing government. They're a babistic government at best. Um the only one who I can maybe call right wing real right wing and this uh, government maybe is the smotrich party uh, even not bengri because bengri in economics is he's a socialist and he doesn't even hide it uh, i wrote it because i think they crossed the lines i mean every every political party in israel for the past 10 years maybe more is talking from position mostly maybe bennett is the only one who 
try to change something. Um, but everybody's talking from position, but they just, you know, how they say in Hebrew, mm-hmm. uh, pissing oh. from the diving yeah, board. Pissing from the diving board. This is what they're doing. I mean, they, they're not even hiding that they're working only for their sector. Uh, they're uh, talking against half of the people, calling them traitors, calling them uh, uh, leftists with uh, this zero instead of Samech. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And this is uh, how you say Hasata? Incitement. Incitement, yeah. And uh, they crossed all the fucking lines. I'm sorry for the language. And uh, I, I, couldn't ju- I couldn't bear it. And by the way, I'm in the Likud. You're a Likud member. I'm a Likud member. Maybe not for I, long. But. Maybe not for long, but I uh, got another 1,500 people to get into the Likud through the Liberal Imba Likud. Mm-hmm. I wrote the campaigns which got them in mm-hmm. after uh, the, the first uh, round of elections with Feiglin. And uh, Netanyahu knows who I am. And uh, I wrote it because something had, it had to stop. This, this, this madness had to stop. So can you give us a TLDR of the... Like, what, what, what did you write in the post, more or less? Well, I don't remember exactly, because I had mer- many viral posts since then. It was, a, <laughs> it, was about, it was basically about the judicial reform. You basically said yeah, that... Ah, okay. Mo- most, most of my critic for the reform... By the way, Amichai uh, Shikli, the one from Bennett who refused to cooperate with Bennett's uh, party, agreed with me, and he wrote the same. Um, even if the reform is right, even if you're doing the right thing, and I'm not sure that you are, um, mm-hmm. you are doing it wrong. You are basically forcing it on the other on the other half of the people instead of explaining it, ex- instead of explaining why you're doing it, why Israel is going to be more democratic after this reform. Uh, explaining to them that uh, we're not going to use it for I don't know taking your money and giving more to people who don't want to work like Shas and Yadut Torah, but that would be lying because this is exactly what they're doing. Uh, they just tried to force the reform from the first day. I mean, if you're going on a date with a woman and you like her, uh, you're going to want to take her on a few dates and, and get her to like you before you take her to bed. You're not going to try to you know, seduce her right in the restaurant. Uh, and this is exactly what they're doing. Depends I mean, out what kind of date it is. But, yeah, <laughs> but... but uh, I was using, uh, again, soft language. Uh, but you know what I meant. Uh, they are doing exactly the opposite. They try to force it on the other half of the people without explaining anything and what is their end goal. Most of the people in Israel, right wing, left wing, center, had no idea that we need to have any kind of legal reform. And by the way, for years, I was one of the people who said that Bibi was a leftist because he's not making any reform in the jurisdictional system. But this is not the reform I was asking for and not the way to do it. I mean, I hate the Istadrut, for example, because they're like a I know, radioactive descendant of the socialist time. But if somebody would tell me, let's put a bomb in the building and kill all the people in the Istadrut, I would say, what, are you crazy? You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, but if someone told you, let's legislate a law that bans the Istadrut, what would you say? You would say, let's no. do it. Let's uh, do it, Legislate baby. a law that will ban the Istadrut? No. But legislate Why a not? law that will block them from using excessive force like Chok the, the law of third, that if mm-hmm. a third of workers uh, get into a uh, certain uh, union, the other two thirds have to do it by force. That law has to go. Yeah. But I would not use excessive force and scare half of the people. For example, if Israel was 50 years ago, I would not do that because the Istadrut 
had a different status back then. People would get scared that our economy will fall. I would have to uh, have Gradually. a long campaign and explaining people why it's important. I mean, today, maybe today, band-aid would not be so terrible because after years and years of bombardment of these messages, a lot of people understand why the Stadrut is bad. But if I would, for example, change the Israeli army from a, a, a like, pub public army to a private army, mm -hmm. tomorrow people would be horrified, <clears throat> even though it might be a smart move to do. But you have to explain it. You, once you're a prime minister, if you put me in a prime minister to become a prime minister tomorrow and give me twice as much power as Bibi has, a dictator power, okay? I would not do all these things without explaining to people why am I doing it because I don't want to scare the shit out of them. But I don't, I don't know if I can agree with the premise that people didn't know about the judicial system and care about it. because Really? Because, yeah, and I'll lay out why. Yariv Levine won first place in the primaries in the Likud. And he's had judicial reform plastered on his forehead for 20-some years. So You know how many people very, voted wait, for Yerid Levin? Just a second. A very strong base of the constituency in the Likud voted for uh, uh, a candidate that has been that has been strongly supporting the judicial reform. Secondly is the Haredim and the and the religious uh, nationalist, right? And they've been they've been crying about judges no. and for it. Why? Okay. Smudge's party, yes. Smudge's party for, for the agenda. I did too, okay? But, okay. So, so you know, this how many... has been on the platform and on the agenda of these parties okay. for quite some time. And Khaledim no. also, because the ju the judges have been... have been uh, The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court have been... Blocking uh, their every move, basically. Also in relation to, okay. to Shabbat Again. and uh, no. opening streets and religious neighborhoods. But Again, no. Why. First okay. of all, People who voted for Yariv Levin yeah. in the primaries were, I think, 35,000 people in the Likud. I think but how many people vote in, the, voted, in elections? I voted. How many people vote in the Likud elections, primaries? 70,000 or something. Or so seven, half maybe. of them. Less even. I voted. So for, half of them. One second. I voted for Yariv Levin because yeah. he's liberal, not because of the jurisdictional reform. Okay. So. Not everybody who voted for Yariv Levin voted for the jurisdictional reform. Second, I've been in many campaigns in the past years and I've seen a lot of deep, uh, how you said, the Sikreomek, uh, deep polls. polls, deep polls with a lot of numbers, a lot of data. None of them, none of them showed even remotely that the jurisdictional reform is a reason for somebody to go to vote in enough numbers, maybe one or two, but not in not in even in one percent. Most of the people didn't know about the res this reform, and I can and I can prove it by asking you how many interviews or political ads of the Likud or Shas or Adot Torah or uh, Ben Gvir or Smotich did you see about the reform before the elections? How many news reports, how many com uh, commercials? I can answer that for you, by the way. One mm -hmm. of... Uh, um, Simcha uh, no, not Simcha Rotman. Simcha Rotman had a book about it, but he didn't talk about it in the campaign. Uh, of uh, Amir Ohana in uh, Channel 12. He said about reform, yes, one. Most of it was Masabas which, by the way, was Bibi's initiative, uh, and that uh, the leftists are dangerous and they will destroy the country, basically. That, that was the campaign about. But you're no making... Reform. You're making... I mean, again, you're and making... By the way, half of the Liberalim Balikud, we yeah. made a poll among ourselves, Liberalim do Balikud. not agree with it. And Liberalim Balikud... You need to explain those, what it is. Li liberals in the Likud, by the way, are those who 
pushed for reform for a very long time and they don't agree with this reform okay you don't, don't agree, agree with this they don't reform, agree but you, with the you way, did support a judicial with the reform. way of course i i want okay. he voted I for Yariv levine i he voted for Yariv i Yariv want levine. a constitution i don't want this is not a That's reform okay, but everybody has their own ideas but in the end Yariv levine won the primaries he had judicial reform plastered on his forehead half of the people you're saying he got 50 percent of the vote i'm i'm, I'm capitalist if i'll become prime minister tomorrow and i'll do a shitty capitalism and i will i would increase the welfare Would that be an so excuse? Wait, that's another way. Then, then, then you would go to elections and your voters would make you pay the price. You want to guess what's going to happen the next elections? Because I what can tell happen? you right now, the yeah. Likud is going to lose big time. That's been a, uh, a guess that a lot of people have made for quite I've some time. I've never made that guess. And I've always been right. I guess that Bennett is going to be prime minister a year before that yeah, happens. So remember when that. I told you. We no, want to no. talk about that. But wait, but you but, might be right. And, but, and then they'll pay the price. But that's a different argument. You had an argument that people didn't know. You, you, now you move to another argument that the reform isn't no, good. No, first of all, I Those did not move. Those are two different arguments. Move. I still stand by the argument that people did not know. They didn't talk about it in okay. the elections. But you Benja knew. Benjamin, you knew, no, you knew. I didn't know. You didn't know. I you didn't voted Yariv Levin without knowing about his... I voted. Did you see the primaries list of the Likud? Yes. Who am I going to vote for if I'm liberal? And I have 12 votes there. That's a you problem, though. That's a you problem. So... You, it's irrelevant. You can't vote Many for someone Many people voted for Miriam Regev. They... What did they want? No, but you Or can't vote Sali. for Yariv Levin and then complain that Yariv Yes, you can, because Yariv Levin was loyal to Bibi. The same reason that Amir Ohana got a lot of votes and, and Yoav Kish got a lot of votes, because they were loyal to Bibi. People know he's loyal to Bibi, and most of the people who vote in the primaries are Bibi's team. Now they're trying to change it, that people, it's because of the reform. No, it's not because of the reform. It's because he, his loyalty to Benjamin Netanyahu. Same way. That's why. To that's the, why what? Dudi Amsalem. What Wait, Dudi that's Amsalem why what? I don't understand. That's he's... why they voted for him in the primaries. Dudi Amsalem. But you voted for him because he's loyal? You I voted, I for, voted him. for him because of because he's liberal and I care about the economy. Not But about everybody else voted for him because he's loyal to Bibi. No, the liberals mostly voted for him because he is liberal, because he's for free market, market capitalism. This is what I care about. But everybody else voted for Yariv Levin. Most of the people, most of, the, most of them, I think, um, I can't talk for yeah, all of them, but I we think that most know. of the rest voted for him because he's loyal to Bibi for the same reason they voted for Dudi Amsalem and Miri Regev. What do they stand for? It actually, uh, but, but it doesn't matter why, like the psych psychology of... He voted because of this and I voted in the and end of the matter. day. And it doesn't matter. They're just people from the Likud. Most of the people who vote for the Likud are not even Likud members. Wait, but we and need they, to explain this because we're talking about the primaries in the Likud. Likud is one of the only... Just a second. And I have yeah. the biggest argument. The biggest argument is most of the people, the 99% of the people who vote for the Likud vote for one man and not for Yair Levine. They vote for Bibi. Most of the okay? people in the world vote okay. for a party Bibi because of a, as a popularity contest, Bibi not because they care about anything. Bibi said nothing about the reform. So Literally, what was he supposed to do nothing. when he got into office? So if he wanted to pass a reform, which by the way, I'm for a reform, not this one, but I'm for a reform. First of all, he had to form a normal reform. But second, he had to explain it, to market it as he knows. No one talked about it. No one why? voted for him for a judicial... Go to Kaplan no, but I'm in, saying in the no evening, one, you'll get your answer why. I'm saying why. your argument is flawed because no one voted for him for a judicial reform. So why should he even approach a judicial reform? If he wanted to do that, that's what he should have done. If you're asking me, should have he done it? I don't know. First thing he has to take care of is the economy, in my opinion. That, that's the first thing. But I think Israel does need a jurisdictional reform. It needs a constitution, a normal, liberal constitution. Because without it, 
what we have is a broken legal system. We don't have the three authorities like in normal democracies. We have two, the coalition and Bagatz. So we do have a problem. Bagatz does Supreme have Court. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court here does have a lot of um, power, basically uncontrolled. But what they're trying to do with this reform is to move that power from Bagatz to the coalition. This is not going to make things better. This is just going to move the problem from one place to another. And I'm, by the way, I'm not even sure if it's going to be better. I think the way I see our politicians is going to get even worse if they do that. So, but if you make a constitution, a normal one, and you actually put everybody in place, that will actually solve the problem. What should be in our constitution? Uh, you're asking a question. What should man? be the first? <laughs> what should be the first uh, I, amendment in the constitution? I, I can't answer that because it, 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 I, I can't. Anybody? I, I need no. I think if I give it a lot of thought, I can answer that. But I'm. I can't. Something answer that you my, think eighty percent of people, seventy percent of people in Israel will agree on. First of all, the right for uh, the right for personal. Uh, you got a serious problem with that one. The right to property? I don't think that. Uh, I think a large majority of Israelis are going to disagree with you on that. I, probably, I'm, I'm not sure. probably I'm not that sure. Israel is the people is the is the state for the Jewish people can be the first. Uh, <sighs> I think seventy percent. Look at agree. what happened to Choka Leom, like. It was it was one of the most controversial yeah. things that no, happened in Hoka the last. Le- but Hoka Leom, it's the nationality bill. Uh, the nationality bill, I think it was just a, a way to piss off the other side. I'm, I'm not sure it's, it changes my. Ta- Talia Einhorn was on the prog- uh, podcast a couple of months back, and that was a point she made that the against the. And I was I was I, I can't say I was ever a supporter of a, a Israeli constitution, but I played around with the idea in my head, and something she, interesting she said, and I, I'm not I don't have a strong opinion yet, but. One of the thing, something interesting she says that you'll never be able to get Israeli society around the table to agree on something like a constitution that's why the that you have in the United needs States. needs to be mostly liberal, allowing people to live their lives without people, without the government. But you don't have consensus around that concept. So of- start working on it. If <laughs> if you want if you want to change something, you need to start marketing it. And Bibi is a master in marketing. So if he wants to market the idea, he needs to start now. If not, by the way, five years ago, when I was when I said that the Histadrut must be destroyed, mm-hmm. people would look at me. Why you hate workers? You're you, you're a libertarian pig or something like that. Now most of the people understand and, and agree with me because it took time, but we marketed the idea. So if you want to make a constitution, start marketing it. Start explaining, start teaching. It's still here, the Istadut. Why do you think? uh, Because it's going to take at least 15 more years. Yeah. I'm aware of the fact that it needs to get a longer time. I hope so. But if we're realistic, the chances that we will, the realistic chances we will have a constitution are very slim. I don't agree. If you start marketing it to the people and the new generation will grow up understanding that we need the constitution. No, I don't agree with that. Probably won't happen. Probably won't happen is what people said about uh, Israel's existence. And yet we're here. If you start the idea, if you start marketing it, if you start promoting it, eventually it will happen. It might take 30 years, it might take 40 years, it might take 10 years, I don't know. But if you don't work on it, obviously it's never going to happen. Also, constitution doesn't really solve it's not like a magic solution i'm not saying it's a magic because solution. for example in france if you heard the whole riots some of the riots that they they had it's because in france there is a constitution but in in the french constitution the president can overrule uh, certain decisions 
It's in the constitution. So there is a constitution, but the president can make can overpass the constitution. There, there are so, no magic solutions. Every solution has its own problems. But this reform is not going to make things better. So if you're say, asking about a reform, mm-hmm. I agree that we need to make a reform, not this one. And what, what, what worst, reform would you do? The worst thing, not this way. Not this way. Hmm. Okay. What, what, yeah. Yeah, no, no. What reform would you do in the judiciary system? Well, first of all, a constitution. But <laughs> if, okay. we're, if we're not making a constitution, yeah. Well, you can get a, a Supreme Court judges elected by the people, for example. So put you them, are for that. Put them for a democratic vote, but it's not on the table, so. Why not? It's not on the table. In the original reform, no. the, the parliament... I'm not, talk- I'm not talking about the parliament voting. I'm talking about the people voting but, them. But the parliament is representative of the people. No, I'm not talking about the representative of the a people. Direct, a direct, direct uh, vote. A direct vote. Okay. okay. Not the parliament, for okay. example. Uh, but the same people that elect the politicians in the parliament el- would elect the judges. So. so you just said that you don't trust the parliament... Also in the post, you're right. I don't trust the judges as well, but they have, they're going to balance each other. I do trust the people. If the people are going to vote, vote for, shitty ju- for shitty judges and shitty okay. politicians, you'll, you'll eat the shit you voted for. Amazing. It's your problem. Okay. So but the people but at, judges... But at least that way, that way you, uh, the judges answer to the people. Amazing. Eventually. Okay. We can, we okay. can all agree. Th- this is, people th- can elect This judges. is one of the things. Uh, what, about, what about the, the district... Uh, uh, like the legal advisors for okay the about the legal advisors by the way is something i agree with the reform the legal advisors should not be able to block um laws that's absurd that is some that is the part that i agree with the reform okay such as with piscate gabot in a certain way in a certain way the over overall overall uh, clause. Yeah. Uh, in a certain way i do agree with that as well uh, because 15 judges again can overrule it if they want to so they okay. do have a, a power over it and uh, there is an ability that was just passed. Um, it's peanuts. It's complicated. <laughs> First of all, it's peanuts, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's gonna help for something because uh, for all for all I know, it's gonna make things worse. Because the the problem in, in the Israeli jurisdiction system is that some of the judges do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Um. Most of the problems in the Israeli jurisdictional system is, in my opinion, is the economical crimes which don't get punished. If you steal two hundred thousand, if you steal a million dollars from me, and I sue you, I'll get at best maybe half of it after I spend a lot of money on uh, on uh, on lawyers. And I'm talking big sums, but if it's smaller sums, for example, the lawyers are gonna cost so much, and the process is gonna be so long. So it's it's it's. It's not even profitable. That's why a lot of people go to the olam uh, tachton, to criminals, right. to solve problems because they get more justice, much quicker, much cheaper. Okay, because the judges need, uh, need, need, they actually need to follow the law. If somebody stole money from me and he's guilty, he can't just you know be sorry for him and then say okay, pay him half of it. No, he has to pay everything, including the money I spent on lawyers. And same goes for a lot of other problems. And people on the road, Israeli are horrible drivers because they don't get punished. Because even when taxi drivers, for example, truck drivers stand in front of the court 
and the judge said, I'm taking your license because you're a dangerous driver. He said, but it's my work. Okay, so only for a week. Again, it's absurd. I mean, you have to follow the law. The, the biggest problem in our jurisdictional system is the judges don't actually follow the law. And another problem is the parashat afrofi. Maybe, maybe you heard it before. Ah, one barak. Yeah, that, that judges can decide to overrule a contract because they think that they meant something else. This is yeah, one of the reasons are people are, are, <laughs> are afraid to do business in Israel. It, it, it's absurd. Again, these things need to be changed. These things need to be dealt with. But the gov our government doesn't deal with any of those things. They deal with the things they need to get the Haredim off the Gius, for example. To get them off the army. To, to, to pass more money to, to their sector. And it exposes their true, um, their true meaning, their, their true intentions. If they try to pass this reform, but on the other hand, they would try to open the market and, uh, and actually make all the changes I meant, then I would say, okay, maybe the reform is not so good, but I see that your intentions are good, that you're trying to open Israel, make it more liberal, make it a stronger economy. But when I see that on one hand, you're making this reform, on the other hand, you're trying to get the Haredim of, <laughs> of the army and to pass more, more laws that will just fit the welfare system for the Haredim only. But the Haredim are in the government. They're in the government. So, That's, but wait. I'm paying for them. Of course, I'm going to oppose that. I don't want to keep paying them more. You know that only, <laughs> only 3% of, of, of the taxes in Israel are collected from the Haredim sector, even though they are much higher than that. Only 10% of the Haredim pay more taxes than they cost to keep them. Mm -hmm. An average uh, family of Haredi costs more than 7,000 shekels a month to the but taxpayer. But that can only be changed in the ballot, right? By voting. By voting. And we just went to vote. Okay. And Most that's the government the... that was formed. How and... many people, how many people who voted for the Likud or the Haredi or, or anyone know this fact right now? Know that what? The what they, I said that an average Haredi person costs oh, you they know seven thousand. No, they, they know that yeah, because they do. the research. They don't know that number. The research, but they know that Haredim are stealing money for are are, are a uh, net loss, okay. a burden on the economy. Everybody, every, every taxi driver knows that. No, because they don't know that their higher the high price they pay is be one of the reasons is because of them they don't make the connection because in israel most of the of people of course they do that's you want to make you want to make is, you want to bet me I Let, will bet we'll you. approach 10 how much you want to bet ten, i'll bet you the average cost of a Haredi 10 different <laughs> 10 different people on the streets will approach them yeah but five of them are Senior. not gonna know that i'm not sure even one of them is gonna but know you're that. contradicting yourself wow. because 10 minutes ago you said you trust the people to vote for judges but then your main argument with the reform and with this government is that voters don't know what they're talking about. Of course, voters don't know what they're talking about. But yet but again, just, so but you yet trust again, them to elect judges, but they're all imbeciles. Yet again, after uh, after they see that your situation gets worse, you change your vote. Same thing yeah. goes with judges. Same thing goes. And every uh, uh, the best argument against democracy and is in five minutes conversation with an average voter. <laughs> That's something that Winston Churchill said. So okay. I'm not saying that people are going to get a lot smarter if they have choices to vote for more people. But they do will get smarter event eventually when they see that some, there, there is a big problem with one of the judges uh, or with a certain movement of or opinions with certain judges, they'll vote for others. 
That's democracy. Democracy yeah. has its flaws. The, maybe the best way of government is a dictator who cares about his people like in Singapore or Dubai. But most dictators are not like that. So dictatorship is usually a very shitty way of, to, of government. So we have to deal with democracy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, many of... I'm not going to say who, but um, of, of, of the leading politicians in Israel say it openly in, in, in closed conversations that yeah. the voters are, are stupid. I see it in polls. When I see polls... Um, you know, it's another fun statistic. Most people think they're smarter than most other people. No, we, not, we all think we're uh, we're, uh, sm- we're it's, it's smarter not, than the average. I'm, you I'm, ask I'm going a to group of hundred people, not, most of them will put not themselves. Not stupid. How to say burim? Uh, like ignorant. 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 They, they're not necessarily stupid. I mean, if you ask me how to fix a toilet, I'm going to be very stupid about it because I don't know anything about fixing toilets. I didn't know much about politics before I took my first political campaign as a strategical uh, advisor. Only then. I realized, whoa, I didn't know anything about how the system works because then I actually saw a lot of things I didn't see before. Okay, so this is what, when I, I realized that uh, the best way to change the politics in Israel is not by voting for this politician or that politician. It's by educating the people, explaining to them economy, explaining to them the jurisdictional system. And if, we're, all, we're all for we, that. But you, that's you what have I'm to saying explain. is that... If you don't explain, people are going to continue vote, voting for Bibi or Lapid which, by, by the way, both of them are not from not my taste, but uh, it's going to continue like that. People are going to uh, vote for those who are going to give loud promises and basically lie to them because people are expected uh, to to be shown, I don't know, pink world and of opportunities, and no politician can deliver. But by, by the way, one of the biggest problems of Itamar Benbrit is because of that. During the elections, I said to his voters, I mean, your problem is you build this high expectations of him. But his delivery abilities, I'm not talking about his intentions, his abilities are somewhere over here. So this gap, eventually, you're going to get pissed off on him because he's not going to solve anything of the things you think he's going to solve. And we're seeing it, by the way, now. So, and if they were more educated about the, the, the problems, if they, they realized that the, no politician can deliver what people expected Benver to deliver, maybe... Itamar Benvir could could lower his promises and understand that he's talking to literate people, to people who understand what's happening, and he doesn't have to lie. He can be more direct. Fagin tried not lying and be more direct, and you see what happened, right? But maybe it's not just because of that. Maybe he did certain things he didn't have to do before the elections, but he tried a sincere campaign without lying, uh, talking in, in in every field, trying to be deeper and dig deeper and explain everything. And not many people bought that. I mean, not many people realized what has to be done and that he's actually being sincere. people care about that. I don't think, I think they care. I think it was boring to them because, to yeah. th- again, five years ago when I would talk about the Easter route, people would not get why we have to get it's rid like, of this organization. It's kind of like, like saying I ordered a plumber and I'm going to pick my plumber based on like if he gets if he really tells me the details about how he's gonna unclog the shit from my toilet and what valve exa- i don't give a shit just get the toilet fixed people don't care like, about the the details of the, they well, want simplification they, they do, want you to tell you what are the three things you're gonna do for me they do a, care B, now C. okay go do it they do care now because by the way the, the demonstrations is a great opportunity to explain to them everything because now people 
hear you. They listen to you because they want to understand what's happening. And everybody's on the streets. They're yelling. So I explain economy most. I, I'm, I'm not that strong in jurisdictional systems. And then, by the way, in, in the beginning of the process, I wrote about it, that I'm not writing a lot about the reform because I'm not an expert on the field. It's not economy. It's it's not my field. So no, but what I'm my point is, and I think this is my deeper point, and I would like to hear what you think about it, is that the the average voter doesn't is is ignorant as you put it they're not ignorant and they're not stupid they just don't care they have a few but, things hold on they have a few ignorant but because i haven't they gotten don't care. to it they no they're not ignorant because they don't care they don't care they don't they don't really want to deal they have jobs they have families they have lives they don't want to have to think about how you're going to set up the economy of the country and what you're going to do on national security. They have three things on the top of their mind, priorities, three things. And they're like, I want those things done. And I think that the average right-wing voter wants smaller government, smaller smaller amount of people within government that, no. don't, that don't represent the people. They don't the, want judges the that are the, chosen the by random The results of the elections people. show <clears throat> otherwise because this government is huge. The voters of Bibi applaud him. Uh, he keeps uh, spending and throwing money to every direction, which is not a right-wing move. And people applaud to him and say, yeah, that's what we need to do. Free education from zero age, which is basically moving more money from Chilonim to Haredim. And there's no such thing as free education. Somebody pays for it and it's you. It's always you. If you don't know who's paying for it, it's always you. And uh, it's true. So uh, so I don't think that most of the people understand that, but they're beginning to understand now because more and more people are writing about it. This is why I insist on educating people. I don't agree that people simply don't care. If you show them this information in a way that will be explainable, uh, will be understandable, they will start to care. If you repeat the messages time after time again, they will start caring. Most of, again, five years they ago, care. they care five about their years priorities. Ago, nobody cared about the Istadrut. Nobody. And now if the Istadrut does something, I get a lot of people tagging me and uh, laughing because they yeah, are... But they are in an echo chamber. Most get, people still don't care about But these people were Istadrut. not in the echo chamber before. Now they understand. It's now still a very my small. post my post about liberal and capitalistic economy get five or six or seven thousand likes today. Before maybe two hundred. So people but it's still it's again still... it's it's enough in Israel and so the the we see the change. Of course, there is a lot more work to do. I'm not saying there isn't, but if but I don't agree that people don't care. Eventually, they, of course they care. They they care that it's expensive. They want to know why. So we're explaining them. If I'm if if I'm gonna say, let's give Tel Aviv, uh, I don't know, to Egypt. They're gonna care. Okay. So there are certain things people agree are bad because they know uh, that this is not going to end well. So certain things people care about. If you get them to care enough about that. Uh, they will care. And I will give you an example. During the last elections, a lot of people cared about Mas Abbas. The tax of Abbas, the, the fictionary thing, the one that Bibi initiated. And he sold his people that this is Bennett's fault. And a lot of people would say, but Mas Abbas, Mas Abbas. And I would say, you know whose initiative it, it is? And they didn't know. And yet, even though all this campaign was based on a lie, a lot of people started caring because... All the channels of BB uh, explain to them this is the most important thing right now. Okay, and this is what we need to fight. And people started caring. So instead of explaining them lies, maybe we'll try to explain more the truth. 
And I'm not, I'm not saying Master Bus is not even an issue. It's Tukhnit Chomesh. It's, it's, by the way, it's not a bad plan. This is why Bibi kept it. Budgets for the Arabs. It's not, it's not even for the yeah. Arabs. <laughs> Half of this money goes to the Druze. See how, how a lot of disinformation. Oh, but Druze are Arabs. Uh, Druze are Arabs. Okay. They are the, I would have more Druzes in the country instead of Haredim, if you ask me. Uh, but, uh, but. People will care if a lot of people will talk about it. If every media channel will start talking about this truth or explaining the, uh, that we need the constitution, people are going to start caring because they're going to hear it from every direction. Since I don't have the media at my, uh, at my uh, disposal, at my disposal uh, I need to use uh, my Facebook page and my influence on the internet. So it's going to take a long time, but I'm, I'm working on it. Do you hate the Haredim? I don't hate the Haredim. I work with a lot you of Haredim. You just said that I'd rather we had more Druze than Haredim in Israel. Yes, because the Druze are paying taxes and they're working and they're going to the army. Of course, it's better for the economy. I don't hate the Haredim just because I prefer the Druze. Okay. Uh, I prefer a lot more the Team Lumim than Haredim also. Mm -hmm. And um, so... Uh, I work with a lot of Haredim. Some of them are nice people. By the way, many of them agree with me. They just don't say Probably it in public. most of them are nice people. Probably. Yeah, I think the same percentage is in every... You yeah. got assholes and nice people in every group of people. Yeah. So it's the same percentage. Most of the Haredim, they don't even know. I, one of, uh, one of uh, my friends who was a Haredim, now she's a Chiloni, she wrote me on one of the posts that, you know that I've been there. Most of them don't know that they live on your expense. Mm -hmm. they, they don't understand it. If they knew it, maybe they wouldn't like it. They wouldn't like it, but they literally don't know about it. It's also and not their fault. It's our fault. I agree. It's our fault. It's our fault. I agree. It's our fault. But we, we keep choose doing it. it. Yeah. But we keep doing it. And uh, w when I started writing about it, I had a lot of uh, journalists from the Haredim and, and Ushio Treshet. Uh, yeah, like social media influencers. So social media influencers. Uh, who wrote to me, you're, you're not right, and I would prove them that I'm right, and they didn't know what to answer, but they were shocked of the new information. And I would show them research from Forum Koelet, which you can't say it's a left-wing uh, forum, that proves all my points uh, mm -hmm. with the 83%, uh, 83 pages uh, long research. And they, they didn't know how to deal with that because they were told something different. Okay, so mo but nobody's gonna read that 83, <laughs> 83 pages research uh, from top to bottom, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, when they see that the, they see the numbers are based on an actual research from a white wing forum, they got little to say about it, but they, they start making excuses. Okay, but what do you prefer the Arabs? So they start with the whataboutism. I said, no, I don't prefer the Arabs, but I prefer that none of them is going to steal my money. That will stop the welfare system, which is more of left leftist agenda that the Likud keeps. By the way, uh, I posted a post yesterday that the Israel uh, in the past... 11 years, uh, moved to tw from the 24th place in uh, Salkniot. Uh, yeah, grocery. Gro grocery. How expensive. Uh, yeah, how, the uh, average grocery. Uh, gro average grocery cart from the 24th place to the second place. And we, last year, we moved to, moved to the first place. And by the way, since last year, things got worse. So I'm, we're stronger on the first place now. And... Um, this is going to continue if we're not going to stop it because the Stadrut and the Haredim are not going away. They're only getting larger. By, by the way, both of them. And today, to be fair, the Stadrut is more expensive than the Haredim. But this is why people voted for Bennett 
on the fourth election round and they voted for his economic plan right I was one which of the you initiated who yes who wrote it yeah this is why I'm uh, leading <laughs> us there which promised Israel would be Singapore which is a dictatorship by the way but no, only uh, in economy only in economy okay no jurisdictional okay. system reform <laughs> uh sing- it's called it was called the Singapore plan how will be like this you know by the way why it's what's called the Singapore plan Bennett didn't like the Singapore because of what you said because Singapore is a dictatorship so we tried to move to plan Switzerland okay but when I tr- when I learned about the Swiss economy it's way more complicated yeah and I tried to explain the Swiss economy to people who worked for Bennett uh, on on the field they had the attention to listen to me because they're in politics I could I couldn't explain it to them well Be- mm-hmm. to people who didn't know, people who knew economy who understood economy they got it pretty quickly but most of the people don't know economy so when I tried to explain the Canton system the three the three layer tax system it was impossible I said Bennett it's, it's not gonna work so from so that Singapore, Singapore plan he was almost a year and a half prime minister like 99% of it never no it's happened. not true. he started by opening the market closing the Mahonat Kanim he started uh, losing the regulation um, many of the things he initiated could not be finished because it takes time but he started doing most of those things and wouldn't never... you rather he'd be more aggressive of course I would rather be him be more aggressive but Bennett had a, a big a big problem because his government was not just Bennett they mm-hmm. had Meretz and Avodah and some of Kaholavan not all of them some of them are fine but some of them were socialists so a lot of people there especially Gilad Kariv from uh, Avodah and, uh, and um, Namal Azimi from Avodah and the uh, others uh, were in the way and it was hard to move those things and thank God that the Prime Minister was Bennett the, the, the uh, Minister of Finances was Lieberman and the Minister of uh, of economical special missions uh, was Abir, Kara. Abir Kara, and they pushed some of these reforms some of them are by the way being finished only now including the Mahonat Kanim so things started then by Netanyahu's government by uh, Netanyahu government by Nir Barkat mostly yes uh, so thank God some of the things that this government is doing are not that bad for example uh, they passed the Choka Angelim uh, they, they had they, they they put some things in there that they which they didn't have uh, to put. I'm trying to, for example, the Choka uh, Angelim, uh, the the law of angels means that uh, you get tax returns for investing in startups, but they, but they limited f- for startups which are worth less than 12 million shekels or uh, excuse me, raised less than 12 million shekels or had income of less than 12 million shekels, which means that they only give the tax returns for really high risk. Uh, startups and it's it's not gonna make a big difference I mean you have I told them remove this barrier uh, it's, it's it's not helping right now you need to get more investments you need to get the market start running again and you, the way to do it is by investing so you get you need to get more big investors and by mm-hmm. the, this blockage of 12 million is not going to help you they're trying some of the people I talked uh, to in the government trying to remove it now but it's gonna take time obviously I'm not saying that all the things this government is doing are bad Many of the economical things they're trying to pass, some of them started in the previous government, some of them started now, are not that bad. I mean, it's not all bad. It's never all that bad. Not, not everything that was in the previous government was good. Some of the things were not so good. But mm-hmm. generally, uh, in, the economical, in the economical part, this government is uh, being worse because no matter how many laws you'll pass that will uh, be a little better, 
as long as you keep spending a lot more time on the public sector on welfare, you are not going to get the economy started. And it's a basic law in economy. Everybody who started you know, two lessons in basic economy understands that. So I don't have large expectations, uh, but things can get a little better once the stock market gets better, especially in the United States, because we usually go after the United States. We still have a lot of startups here, a lot of people with... Uh, smart ideas so things are generally i think will get better in four years we'll be in a better place than now but if we stop all this socialism we could we could be a lot better i mean we're gonna get better so it's a weight it's a weight on our shoulders it's pushing it's us, a huge uh, weight yes because now netanyahu is saying that we've got three percent three percentages or two and a half percentage our economy grew but yeah but the economy always grows it's 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 a basic principle. If you don't touch the economy, it grows. If you put my little daughter to be a prime minister, the economy will grow. If you no, put it this, always this grow. cup of tea as as a, as a prime it minister, it doesn't always grow. If you don't disturb it, it grows. If you start disturbing <laughs> it, it doesn't but grow. But many like if Namalazimi was prime minister, oh, she would no. disturb it. Of course, so it's not obvious to not disturb I, it. If you put a crazy socialist, of course, it's, uh, things are gonna get worse. I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about those radical uh, uh, situations. And yes. Naamal, by the way, Naamal Lazimi and Meretz Anavoda and Shas and Edut Torah, if you read their economical plans, they're basically the same. Yes. The difference is that you have more of an environment and women uh, uh, rights in Avoda and Meretz and, you, and uh, religion in Shas and Torah. If you remove yeah. those things, it's the same. The same socialism. So how can you call Shas and Adult Torah right wings? They, they don't go to the army. They don't care about the, the, the Israeli lands. Uh, they, they don't oh, care. They care. Really? Take care. The Arabs were here before okay, us. Why do we ask that? Haredim is not only Litzman. Haredim is not a... No, but just care about... Uh... They don't. Talk to them Ooh. more. They don't. None of, nothing, they care about... They care about... Nothing about them. Nothing about them is right wing. Nothing. Not the wholeness of Israel, not the economy, not the security. Nothing. I think the average just voter cares about... Uh, like, wouldn't want... A peace agreement, the Shas a second voter, a Palestinian state. The Shas voter who you know? is not Haredi, maybe does. The Shas voter who is Haredi, they don't give a shit. I'm sorry. Ethan? Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. What, why do you say that? Because I see how they act. I see what their politicians are saying. I don't see that any of the, their voters are pushing them to be... Um, more Zionist, more go, go more to the army. Um, I mean, so support the uh, going to the army. I, you know is, what is the way that you? I want to see an Israeli flag in one of their demonstrations because they do some demonstrations. Never seen an Israeli flag once in my life in their demonstration. Yeah, they they don't necessarily get behind the Israeli state as it exists today because it's not it's not as they. As they envision it, and they are, they they want it to be very different I, than it is today. I, I'm going to add they, more to that. But, they don't but believe, that doesn't mean that their Zionism is Zionism. They don't believe Israel should even exist before no. the Messiah came. Really? Now you're well, talking Neture Karta. Now you're talking like extreme. And Hasidut voters and Hasid, want the Israel, Israel Gur, to fall, which is the biggest Hasid, uh, Hasidin no. in Yadut Torah. Really? No. Yeah, but there are only the only two mandates in the Knesset. Those people you talk about. Okay. You remember how much noise Bibi did about the bus, which he wanted to sit with? They are not Zionists in any, in any way. 
Again, I don't think they want to destroy Israel. Well, most of them don't want it. Uh, but so they, that, there's they the don't difference. care about it. No, there's the difference. Yeah, of course. Again, I'm not in favor of uh, putting Ram uh, in, in the coalition. Okay, so I'm, I'm not there either. Ram is the Arab part, one of the Arab parts. Yeah, but I'm, not say but I'm saying there is no much difference between the two. Because if you see the direct damage that Ram did comparing to Shas and the Torah, Ram did nothing comparing to them. Nothing. I mean, they did do some damage, but it's literally uh, maybe one hundredth of what damages Chas and Rutura is doing. Yeah, but you're talking about economic. And, and what, uh, economically. Economically. Economically, but what else? Okay, but economically, doing? what you perceive as damage, they perceive like as benefit. But it's... it's benefit it, for it, themselves. Yeah. And by the way, I think the percentage of people who go to the army of Ram voters is not much different than from Shas Rutura, but that's a different story. Yeah, especially the difference, of, the difference is that Ram voters more closely align themselves with with people who want the destruction of, of the state course, of Israel no, no, and people again, who want the death of Jews. Again, I'm not for Ram. I don't want them in the Knesset. I think they're less bad than uh, Balad, for example. I mean, there, there are scales of bad in the Arabs. But, so if, if I had to choose between them and Balad and Hadash, I would choose them. But if you had to choose between them and Haredim? I honestly would choose the one who would give me the less bad terms if if, if, for uh, economically if we were at war for example then I would choose the Haredim yes mm. but if uh, we're right now it's basically or, we're not we're not at war right now and uh, we have who with Ram no with the uh, <laughs> with uh, a, a neighbor state ah, uh, okay. the Palestinians is not a war it's a conflict that will keep going another hundred years I think uh, so I don't I don't see why Ram is much worse than them I mean, if you can control them in the government, and especially if you don't, the, the biggest problem with Ram was not just that they were in the government. The biggest problem is that they were the the vote that uh, put you over the barrier of 61. You you depended upon them. That was the biggest problem. I mean, if you don't depend upon them, if they're just another party, then it's not it's that only bad. Because I, bet, the... I bet someone said that about the Haredim back, way back in the day when they were like, they're just a couple of mandates. What's yeah, the but big you don't, deal? But you don't, and then they became what they are today. But you pay them to make more children. I mean, you literally pay them yeah, not to work. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That, and not, that back and then, children. they were like, it's not a bit... You get what it's, I'm saying? It's, it's a slippery not, slope. It's not what happens with the, with the Arabs. You don't pay them to, to not work and get more children. So they... The, their average birth rate is the average of Israel right now. In the Haredim, is twice as much. In the Bedouins too? No, the Bedouins are much higher. The Bedouins are like the Haredim. The Bedouins, by the way, is and a they problem. they don't get money for every the, child? The, uh, not, oh, they get. They not, get, they not, get. In this, not the same amounts because a lot of the welfare system is not built for them. They get the money for the children, but the, but the Haredim don't all, only get the money for the children. They get Arnona discounts. They get Lushim. They get a lot of, a lot of things. Uh, from side the Bedouin so don't the no. Bedouins don't, don't. don't, so don't the need Bedouin... <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Bedouins are gonna be a huge problem in the future by the way that that's a, that's another problem they, that... they are a huge problem right now even today no, we just don't we just push, push it under the rug they're a big problem right now that we that, the, the rug you can still step on it <laughs> under it but they're they, they gonna grow over it one day and yes by the way the Arab sector the, these years the last the past year it was a record breaking in crime and the government does nothing about it. I mean, Ben Gurr promised to, to, to put everything in order. But that's what the reform is about. 
No, to me, the, the reform is not about that. It is. How, how is reform because, gonna change anything because, in the Arab sector? Because our main problem is that the it just happened now. We just saw in a perfect example a few days ago, the police to, uh, the police arrested someone for an Arab Bedouin from the north for uh, for uh, blackmailing, and the local judge released him, released him for to go home. And only they they appealed to the to a higher court and he reversed the and decision and the reform. So wait, the the the, the, the Supreme Court reversed the decision. Not the Supreme him Court, the, the hi- a higher court, district like the court. the district court okay. reversed it this time. So how is but, the reform going to generally? Change but generally, judges and you said it also, the judges don't rule to our interest and to the to the law. No, wait, they did, don't rule, and that 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 creates a, a situation where. Crimes are like criminals are being caught. They're being persecuted. But the criminal was put back in jail. So this is not a good example. No, but he was put back in jail so, for now. But he will get a very easy punishment. He is the charges. The about charges, the easy punishment, if you get enough evidence, you get punished. The, about the punishments, you can pass a law. You don't need a reform for that. You can pass a law with minimum punishments, which are gonna be much higher. You don't need any reform. But that's for that. do. But that's, no, that's you don't need a reform for that. But that's the thing. I don't want to push. Pu- I don't like. I don't want to legislate a law for minimum punishment. Why? That's so. How are you going to change you, the reality? That's taking. That's taking an Advil, right for cancer. No. Yes, because because you have cancer, you well, can take how Advil. How are you going to solve the crime problem then? You you by if I if I can affect. Which judges will sit at court? Us. Okay, but this is okay. not. But, but, thi- in, it, but this it is. is not what they're but offering. It but it is no. because this I is what elect- I was offering. Wait, but as a compromise, I in the proposed reform. Okay, not in your scenario, which we agreed could be cool. But as uh, but for the time being, if uh, I can vote for uh, Likud or for Smotrich or for Bengvir, and they put in place judges right that represent our point of view who will be more strict against criminals then it will help to fight crime but no? even in, with the reform you can't put judges without uh, the opposition uh, or the supreme court judges not in the original reform not in the original even proposed. in the original reform oh. they had no you had majority no you don't you didn't have majority for the coalition you needed at least one from the opposition at least one. So, yes, no, not may- in the original one. The original no, one, you 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 had complete I control. I can I can agree. I can agree that if you put judges who are going to be more strict, even though you can solve it with a different law, so I don't know why you're you're against it because uh, we have because the problem is the judges. It's not the law because the law no. permits. We have we have two major problems. One of the jurisdictional system, which get which is very soft, but it is very soft because these are the laws. Some of the problem is the law you can't put everything on a judge almost because, never it's no, the law it's it's a lot a lot of the times a lot of the times the judges say this is the maximum i can give him this is the law change the law or or change well, the minimum how many times is, like i don't mean to spotlight the, the you se- but do we have statistics on like the how second, many times they give just, the just maximum a second versus... the second problem okay. I, I i don't i don't remember the statistic again it's not economy it's not my field so yeah, I don't yeah. but the second problem we don't have places in our jails by the way, this is a this is an argument against the Supreme Court because when you, we tried to to pass a bill for uh, pass a law for uh, 
a private jail, so we'll spend less money on them mm-hmm. and we'll have more places. The Supreme Court overruled it. Yeah. This is one of the cases in which uh, the reform would be, uh, the Piscatit Gabrot is, is necessary. Yeah, the override clause. The override, yeah, because in this case, in this case, I think the Supreme Court was uh, wrong, it's such as uh, in 2003, but it didn't... Yeah, it was not their place. It was simply not it their place. simply not their place. But this problem remains. If mm-hmm. the government, if Bibi Netanyahu would say, okay, I'm or Ben Bureau, any of them would say, we need to solve this problem. We need more jails. We need more strict uh, uh, laws. And then, and this is why we're doing the reform. I would say, amen. Okay, so I see that your intentions are clear. But as they pass the reform, they have more than 200 laws whose, which, which, uh, whose intention, uh, which which is intention. Uh, with, their intention with, is. With yeah. Their intention is just to take more money from the working class, which is the team Lumim and Chilunim, and pass to the, the, to the intentions of uh, the Haredim. Or, uh, but that's their mandate. That's their mandate. Their mandate to steal. So, so it's not stealing. It, it is stealing. No, but the, you, do you call stealing. it stealing when the leftists do it? Of course. So everybody's stealing. Of course. Okay, so, the, so stealing is part w- of the game. W- w- Yes, but it's their mandate again, to if, do it. If they steal more, if the government used to steal like one cup of tea from me every day. Now they're trying to steal two. Of course, I'm going to oppose it, because not only you're stealing, you're trying to increase it. But you are what you're it. saying here now I'm is going to burn tires on the Ayalon. I'm going to I'm going to oppose it, but I'm not going to burn tires on the Ayalon. I'm, 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 I'm not burning tires on Ayalon either. Yeah, I know. So I'm saying, but I understand why people are doing it. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I, I I am devastated by taxes and I hate them, but I've never blocked the ILON and burned tires and I don't understand anybody who does. I, I do. wish I'm 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 infuriated and frustrated my entire life with the fact that, that I have to pay so exorbitant amounts of money to the government for other people to have shit that they didn't work for. It pisses me off. But I learned a lesson it's, when I was a kid, which is tough luck. There's democracy. You vote, okay. and that's what that's so, what you do. If you have the the force to go to Elon, if you get you have the force, the power to to yell and scream and scare the government to do that, you can use it, and they're using no, it. And can, I applaud. But that's them. breaking the law. And in my opinion, what they're doing is the same as breaking the law. Only they're they legalized it. Ah, they're uh, stealing. They're stealing money from my problem. pocket. Exactly. There's a lot. There's I rules of the game. There's okay. rules of the game. So we're going to play by the rules. But you're not playing by the rules when you yes. go onto the ILON and you really? burn and yeah. you burn tires. It seems like it's the rules because they keep doing it. I, I know, which is ridiculous. And the <laughs> Arabs keep killing each other. And <laughs> these are the rules for them because there are no police okay, stations. So, so, in Arab- so you know what? I'll just so, go to the ILON and I'll shoot a bunch of them. It's really the, the Arabs same are thing. killing people. So I can shoot them. No, you can't right? because you're in a Jewish community. In the Jewish community, ah, you can't okay, murder. So I can go to the so Arab the, community. This is, oh, this but it is the same mentality. But this it's is the same mentality no, of taking the law to your hand no, to solve the, problems. This is what I was trying to say. If this government had the intention to solve this problem, we would see it. But we see that their intention is to steal more money. This is why no, we but oppose you it. Don't, I oppose you, it. You, you, if, you, if I saw that their real intention is to actually it's solve not your those place problems, to put an if. Yes, it is. I don't think because so. Because I'm a voter and I'm an exactly, influencer. You're a and voter. I will keep fighting against it no matter what it takes. You can fight by and voting. I will. 
No, I will and also find other posts means. on Facebook is also okay. I can go to demonstration and I can do whatever no, the hell I want. That's they true. can do whatever the hell they want, so I will Everybody do whatever can the hell do they what want. They want. Everybody can do what they want. You could also, I don't know, uh, do illegal things. But I'm saying you could do it. It's your choice, and you might not even be punished for it because we live in, a, as we've been discussing, a screwed up country. But I'm saying in the end, there's laws and there's rules, and we have okay. to all agree. The minimum is to agree that we can't break the law. Okay, I agree. I don't break the law. I don't go to Elon. But if they'll keep doing it, I will go to Elon because I don't want to keep paying for it. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to steal <laughs> money from my wallet. I'm going to to, to sabotage your government if you but keep the, doing that. But, but, okay. but they were stealing money from your wallet to pay for public transportation, to pay for free education. To, so why... For Yes, everything's no. so. There's always been what I'm saying I'm is there's always been a premise not, for for violence. I'm not benefiting from it at all because this is just ways to take more money from me to When you say free education from zero to three, who is the sector who has more children, and who is the sector who is oh, paying for it? It's obvious. You don't need to it's convince obvious. us. You don't need to convince us. It's a, the the argument is about not about the ideology. It's about the means. The means to okay, to so the I end. Okay, so I think but, that but what, what people in Ireland are doing, okay, is is to me, keep doing it. What's your red line? Killing people, beating up people, that's a red line. Okay. Burning stores, I don't know, sabotaging property, for example, but that's the, a red the, line. The line is very, it's not red, it's gray. Mm, it's not that gray. Sabot beating up people is pretty red line so wait, I mean, throwing the brick through that woman's window that was that was uh, violence limits. and it, uh, off limits and it was uh, it's it's her property so and you draw the line at, like blocking the street physical animals uh, physical, physical violence. violence i'm sorry <laughs> physical violence is a clear red line I but mean, if it's not we uh, but but if we define the the red lines right like if the the mob defines the red lines yeah i'm going to stop supporting them if they're crossing the lines if that's, yeah but uh, that's the problem the next time let's say that if wait, wait. Violent, let's say if the Likud, let's them. say if the Likud loses right the next election and we get a centralist government without haredis okay and they try to cut all all the support for the haredis okay. and then the haredis go to the street okay and they will they block will the roads and they will have different red lines what do you do then We'll deal with we'll it. Go when to it civil war. We'll go. We'll go deal to civil war. I'm not sure we're no. gonna deal, go to civil war. We'll, we'll deal with that when it happens. If a certain group yeah. of people who tries to live upon your back mm -hmm. will try to go to a civil war against you, no, they block yeah, all the roads. I road. guess we'll they go block into war. Tel Aviv. <laughs> they block Tel Aviv every every week. Okay, so they it's keep cool. block. They keep. It's no, cool. it's not cool to me, of course, Why? because I don't support them. <laughs> It's simple, but 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 a bit of uh, I'm fighting for my rights. Intellectual, they are, fight, but they are fighting for their rights. Yeah. Okay. And you want a constitution? <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna have a constitution, none of this will happen anyway. But I'm saying that I don't think I don't think there's a as long as we don't have this as long as we don't have a constitution, these things are gonna continue happening, and people are gonna fight for their own. The difference is that the Haredim is fighting for what's mine, not for what's theirs, because they are living of me. So th when they start blocking Ayalon, I'm going to support the police a lot more when they violently remove them. Because I don't think they have the right when they do don't pay for anything in this country. Of course, legally they have the right, but uh, morally they don't. Morally, I don't care what they but think. But to me, you don't, don't have morally pay. the right to block Ayalon. Fine. 
So, uh, so I can say it. I'm fine with the police beating up those. Okay. You see, it's, I'm, not, it's, I'm not saying you don't have the right for your opinion, but eventually we reach the point where... But it's a double-edged sword. In, in sword. Wait, wait, wait. Of course it's the double-edged sword, but we reach the point where if you have enough power in this country, you get what you want. This is the, what, by the way, what the Istadur does. That's anarchy. We're going there. It will keep going there if this government doesn't stop what it's doing. Because certain people like me had enough when we don't want to pay for these things anymore i mean i, I agree and yes i am I going to, to fight eventually i will go to alone as well if it gets harder and i will be there myself I, ha I haven't been there myself so far but i will go there eventually because i don't want to pay for it and if you don't like the fact that i'm blocking roads the tough luck then by the way if there was a demonstration for lord cut taxes by half you know we would be there i think like yeah. uh, we would be there wouldn't right? block the ILON though we won't block ILON but we will go so every week we, for a demonstration the, cut taxes by half but if <laughs> but if they raise taxes to 90% Eitan would block <laughs> you would block ILON it's true <laughs> I would so you see everybody has lines even you oh, yeah, by the no, way the people who block the ILON question is where's just the a line? second by, 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 one important thing I forgot about it the people who block ILON unfortunately they don't block because of the taxes the reason they block yeah, ILON exactly. is because they believe they actually truly believe that this government is leading us to a dictatorship and if I believed it I, if I believe that this government was leading us to a dictatorship since I came from a dictatorship I know how it looks like by the way this is why I know that it's not a dictatorship i would go and block alone and i would be a lot more violent because against dictatorship you get so they've been violent. brainwashed they've then, been brainwashed then in this case if the police will try to 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 fight me i would fight back violently if i really believed we're going to a dictatorship because this is what you do to a dictatorship yeah, the reason i'm not doing it because we're not it's because we're not yeah okay so, so this they is have why been I'm not brainwashed doing they've been brainwashed or i'm wrong but yeah, i think they're yeah. wrong i think they're wrong i think look but most of them, them most of them understand that this government will not become a dictatorship but they believe that because of this reform we're eventually gonna go there i can't say that i have a proof proof they're they're wrong i'm not sure about it i don't think so i, I disagree that we're going to a dictatorship but i can't say for sure that they're wrong but Again, if I believed, if I was brainwashed that we're in a dictatorship, I would be there, I would burn tires and do all the things because I know what happened in Russia, I know what happened in Ukraine, I know what happened in... I, I, I was born in Moscow, by the way, my grandfather actually personally knew, he was a friend of Gorbachev's and he personally knew Vladimir Putin. I know what a dictatorship looks like, I know how you have to fight it with force, with violence, because demonstrating with a, with a sign doesn't help. The mm -hmm. difference between the demonstrations in uh, in Belarus and Ukraine is that in Ukraine it worked because they were very violent, and this is why they're a democracy now. In Belarus, 2014. It, uh, yeah, in, yes, and in Belarus it didn't work because they were polite, they didn't fight the police. Mm -hmm. uh, and Sometimes you don't polite and you're not polite you and you have, fail. If also. you fight against it, yes, if you like have... Like in Iran. If you have, if you have a dictatorship, you have to get violent. You don't have any other option. Yeah, but... That's all irrelevant to us. Again, they, they think we're going this yeah, way. Because and, there, and there's people who think that they're pink fairies. But they again, <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree with them. I don't agree with that we're going there. And I, in, 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 if I thought we're actually going to a dictatorship, I would be a lot more violent than they are. But 
again, I can't, I can't change their mind. And when I'm trying to explain to them that guys, let's let's not exaggerate. They're going to be because I said the next elections, they said they're not yeah. going to be any next elections. I said don't exaggerate. <laughs> there will be next and elections. What do they do? Uh, they yell. They don't yell because they know that I'm mostly on their sides. And so they're saying you're optimistic and stuff. I guess I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I will let, let's, let's I'm very not, pessimistic. I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be as much realistic as I can because I think if you're optimistic or pessimistic, uh, you don't change many of the things because if you want to change, if you truly want to change something, you have to look at the reality as hard as it is. Um, and th this is, by the way, why I joined the Liberalian Balikud. This is why I realized after Fagan's election that our problem is not the politicians. Our problem is the illiteracy and the, the gap of information that the public has about politics. And when you close that gap, you can solve things. Yeah. This is why I'm for education. I'm for explaining. I, I, if I became prime minister or minister of finances, one of the first things I would have done uh, by the way, this is a bit socialist thing to do, but I would uh, take like maybe 25 uh, billion shekels and I would educate all the people in Israel about finances, uh, how to finance yourself, how to deal with the family finances. First of all, it would get a lot of people out of poverty. But the second thing it would do, it would get people a lot of education about how economy works. And then the next generation of politicians would not be able to lie and, and that's using the enemy's tactics. Uh. Yes, but uh, and by the way, you know which country did something similar to that? Mm. Dubai, and it worked. So I'm not even invented it. I mean, I thought it before I knew that Dubai did it, but I, t I talked about it with one businessman I know, and he said, yeah, that's what they did in Dubai. So like, amazing. So my, my theory actually works in practice. So, and the, the, this, is the, this is the thing I'm trying to fight, the, the illiteracy, the, the, the fact that the people simply don't know what's happening there. So you would steal people's money <laughs> and put it to your agenda. Yeah, Stolen but money. I always say what I would do would, would be cut 30% of the ministry I'm responsible for. That's what I would do. First. Which ministry it is? Because no, not, no, not, no matter which not, one. Yeah, take your pick. It's not Except possible. For the defense it's not possible with uh, with all. I'm not sure it's possible with the defense ministry because oh, it's possible. I'll do it. Well, look, you can you, you can no, you no, can no. reduce it by hundred percent, but the results are not going to be so good. Uh, um, it's not that. Look, I I was the one who started the Hamal Chilutz from Ukraine. The um, yeah, like emergency um, rescue. Emergency from rescue Ukraine. from Ukraine. And I started the war. I still keep posting uh, things. I, I posted a joke a few days ago on the media picked it up as news that uh, Putin called Prigozhin's wife to say he's sorry for his death half an hour before he <laughs> the people actually thought it was news and they they kept reposting I actually posted twice it was a joke <laughs> uh, but um, uh, so a, lo a lot of reporters uh, learned from me things that happened in the war and and after I studied this war I realized that the uh, private army is not possible in actual conflicts like uh, in Israel, because uh, it, it is only possible if everyone in the Jewish population here gets basic training, then he can go back yeah. to being a civilian. But like and you keep a smaller, a smaller army. But if a big war comes, 
you can get those people uh, you can put, 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 put them on arms and get them as reserves and they can fight because if you don't have that the next big war we're gonna lose small army like the british private army is not going to work when somebody invades to your country it works for special operations yeah, let's use nukes of course yeah it's so always invade a your always country you can't exactly use nukes yeah you can you can use on them and then you stop yeah, the invasion you because you 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 block their the chain support and all, yeah. all their just nuke the capital yeah nuke the capital nuke the roads you, you can always do that yeah but i don't think the our world is gonna look very very good after that but this is this is one of the thi- i i was for private army before that once now that I see what's happening in Ukraine and I still follow the war, I know what's happening there. Mm-hmm. I tell all the people, all the libertarians, forget about, uh, it. Forget about it. It's not going to work the way you think. Mm-hmm. You're going to, and one of the biggest problems you're going to have is the chain of supply. You have to keep it open. People always keep saying, when I say, let's say, lower the tariffs for food. And what about the local uh, farmers? What about yeah, our, the agriculture. our, 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 our um, uh, food independency, and I said, look, first of all, we don't have any food independency because all, our all the grain, and everything comes from abroad. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the problem with the food independency, we're gonna run out of ammo long before we get run out of food. So you're not gonna be worried about the food when the war happens and the blockade is gonna happen. The ammo is going to run out like in two weeks, and I'm optimistic. The food is gonna run out after several months. We're gonna have, mm-hmm. have a lot more that of that. Uh, so this is w- one of the things I realized when I started studying those things. Um, so um, that's interesting. Yeah. Bullets are more important than food. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, this, b- by the way, it was a huge problem during the Mohammed um, um, Yom Kippur the, the Yom Kippur War. Yom Kippur War. Uh, if not Portugal and their islands in the Pacific, in, in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, where the American planes could land, we would have a huge problem with supply. We, we were running out of simple ammunition and, and simple uh, shells of uh, 155 millimeters. By the mm-hmm. way, the same problem that Ukraine has now, it's 50 years, more than 50 years past. No, actually 50 years exactly has passed. And, yeah. uh, throwing and things that explode at the yeah, enemies will things, always, be, uh, will always the, be an effective the method. The first plane that landed uh, in Israel brought shells of uh, 155 millimeters because our artillery desperately needed them to stop the, the invasion. Uh, and we, if we didn't have that road of weapons, and by the way, all Europe refused because there were uh, there were embargo. The, there was embargo. Uh, embar- uh, oil embargo. Mm-hmm. Portugal, the only, by the way, not not a democratic country back then, it was the only one who saved us from this. Maybe United States, I don't know, pushed them hard or, or something, but they were the only country who agreed to let the American planes land, and then they came to Israel, and this is how we were basically were saved. And food was not the problem; ammunition was the problem. Wow. Okay. Right. I think we've changed the format on this episode officially to one and a half hour episodes <laughs> yes. from one hour episodes. It also, was really, really interesting. Yeah. Very fascinating. It's. I think yeah. what's interesting is that like... We can agree the, on like 80% of the things. Yeah, that 80%... Like, really, we are probably mostly all of us on the same side economically and even probably politically. But we're still. Yeah, you voted for Fagelin and Bennett, so you voted yeah. for the campaigns that was in, and then, and uh, and we're still at odds at so on so much, right? There's like it's like the eighty twenty rule. It's like even though we agree on eighty, the twenty is maybe at the core. But there's there's a lot that I think it's kind of it's kind of uh, endemic of like what Israel's going through right now. I think mo- most of the left wing and right wing would agree on many of the things. The the problem is that. 
most people here don't understand um, many of the details. For example, economy, when four years ago, even today, sometimes I ask someone if you're a socialist or a capitalist, and they say, I'm a socialist, when they actually realize what it means, and I explain that, no, no, of course I'm a capitalist. So uh, it's less common now than it was back then, but when I first joined the Liberal in Balikud, especially in, in startup uh, events, uh, the head of the Liberal in Balikud has a VC fund. So I would meet him a lot and we would uh, talk to entrepreneurs and he would ask people, are you a socialist or a capitalist? And people almost always said, I'm a socialist. When one, once you explain to them what it means, they said, no, no, I'm a capitalist. They, they didn't even know what it means. So most of the people in Israel don't know the details. This is exactly why I said that if I would be prime, uh, not prime minister, but minister of finances, or, this is one of the first thing I would do is use that money we steal from their wallet <laughs> to educate them why we should not steal money from your wallet. And then the next generation, even if somebody will replace me in, in four years, he will have a hard time to keep stealing because they would know, wait a second, I'm paying for all that shit, stop that. So th this is the first problem we need to solve, the education. If you don't have education, on financial education, people are going to keep voting for all the people, for all the politicians who are going to promise them the world without being able to keep it. And by the way, Naftali Bennett let me basically do almost anything in the political campaign with the economics and, and uh, during uh, the fourth election when he became prime minister. And most of the people did not care much about the details. That, that was, uh, when I looked at the polls, I said, oh my God, I'm dealing with, with people who just simply don't know. And maybe 10% of the Israelis really understood what we're saying. Yeah. That, that's a big problem. And, and I, I was, every detail I was writing, I was checking the facts. Even during the last campaign for Lieberman, uh, he was the Minister of Finances. So I was checking every fact, double checking it, reading researches. Mm -hmm. And then I see Bibi making a commercial about the reform in the agriculture he's going to try to pass, making a video about how this cucumber is going to cost less and explaining his reform. It was an amazing video, by the way. I like the reform. It, it's like as if I wrote the reform. There was only one problem with this video. It's the reform which already passed by the last government. And only after 100 comments, somebody wrote him, are you joking? <laughs> they already passed this reform. And no, no, none of the people who followed Bibi actually saw that. Only later the journalists saw that and started writing in, in, in the media that this is just a bullshit video. But most of the people said, yeah, it's exactly what we should do. Uh, unlike the, this government right now who doesn't understand that we should keep doing that. And I, w I was like reading these comments. Oh my God, we're idiots. Nobody knows what's happening here. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss though. Uh, by the way, I'm sure that BB actually knew he was lying in this video. I, I have no doubt that he, he knew that this reform has passed before that. And if he didn't, it's, it's going to be absurd. But someone in his campaign knew that. Yeah. I'm sure he knew that. And they still made this video. I think we can all agree politicians are slimy liars. Yeah, but there are certain levels of lying. Of sliminess. I, I mean, of sliminess, <laughs> yeah. But Fagnin would never do that. For Fagnin has his own problems that he would never lie yeah. like that. Never. Successful politicians are slimy uh, liars. Bennett the would, slimier and liar and li yeah. more lying you are. Bennett would never lie successful. like that. Never. I mean, he has his Twitch. No, you know what? I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sure. Bennett not sure. would never lie. I'm like not that? sure. I'm, I'm gonna take and take that back. He's going. He's going to lie about his intentions, but he's at, at least he's going to check the facts before he speaks. I, I mean, uh, same with Lieberman, by the way. Lieberman uh, lied in the past a lot. 
and I, I was one of his biggest critics in the past. In the past two years, he became much better. He became more capitalist. So be careful not to say anything bad. But you don't want to get. Yeah, I was, I was criticizing him when I was working with him, and I saw him in the office next day, and would get the looks of <laughs> why writing shit. And I, I was criticizing him on the Raklo Bibi on the his anti Bibi agenda. Anti Bibi agenda because I said that it's not helping anything. I mean. Uh, you you can't get a normal. The only normal government is we can get right now is having the Likud and Yashatid putting together. If you say I'm just anti Bibi agenda, you're basically um, leaving yourself with uh, with the, the Arabs leftists and the, and the Arabs or the Haredim. So so it's not helping anybody. And uh, I'm, he has his personal issues with Bibi, I guess. Uh, same th- critic I had for Lapid, by the way. But but I wrote this critic even during my work with him, his digital, uh, head of digital marketing uh, would call me and say, why are you writing this right now? He's not going to sit with Bibi. I, I said, I know, but I disagree with the, with the decision. I'm writing it not as a campaigner. I'm writing it as a public influencer. I mean, the, there is work and there is what I actually think. I never had any problem criticizing the politicians I work with if they deserved it. Okay. Senya, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. So we really appreciate it. We hope, we hope we didn't give you too hard of a time, but we found it yeah. really fascinating. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks and for we, inviting. We have to have you back on to, yeah. to talk more about uh, Bennett and uh, yeah. everything else. Bennett is uh, not, not in the game right now. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting. But not tale. for today. One for the books. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank See you. See you next thank time, you. guys. Bye. Bye.